together a junior episode of a soul full of stories today it will be all about turkey um i met mert um well three years ago uh during our masters in milan and yeah introduce yourself please yes hello everyone i'm Mert from turkey uh, i'm 27 years old i'm working as a digital content marketing specialist in a fintech company in Turkey. Yeah, we met with Kati in Italy. I did my master's in Nava. And now I'm working in a marketing field. So yeah, that's all. You know, the funny thing, um, because today I wanted to do it a bit different. I started to ask some of my friends um, about Turkey. I was just writing to them, to them, okay, if you hear Turkey, what comes in your mind? Because okay. I was curious, what do you think was the most common answer? Erdogan, I guess. No, it was a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe no. in the maybe uh, because of the political situation in Turkey, everything reminds me Erdogan. Yeah, that could be honestly. Even I, I even wrote down Erdogan because people were like telling me things like 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 kebab, like the food, Istanbul, Erdogan, um, the bazaars, like a lot of stuff. Even one friend was like writing to when I asked, okay, Turkey, what do you think if you hear Turkey? She was writing, okay, Turkey, a bird, Thanksgiving. I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, wait, I talk about the country, <laughs> but okay. It's actually Turkey, not Turkey. Uh, it's translated into UK English as yeah. Turkey. So like in Italy, in Italian, it's called Turkia. Ah, I didn't know. Yeah, which means people who are living in Turkey. So Turkey, the, the translation of Turkey is a little bit wrong, not so true. I did not even know. Okay. Yeah, like in when I'm talking with my foreign friends, I prefer to say Turkey. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's interesting. It's really the first time that I hear it. Maybe let's start a bit talking about your story. I mean, you decided to move to Italy um, and to leave your home country. What was um, uh, or what is the story behind here? When I started my university, I was always thinking studying in, in a foreign country. But at the first, I was thinking about England. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that England can be a little bit hardworking for me. So <laughs> mm -hmm. I prefer another Mediterranean uh, country, which is more chill and more relaxed. So I found another in Milano. And I decided to move to Italy. But uh, studying in another country was my plans since high school. Oh, really? Yeah, I was always thinking about that. That's nice. Coming back to what I told you in the beginning, that when I asked my friends what they think about Turkey, that um, food, um, especially kebab, was um, the first thing that came in their mind. Um But I heard um, uh, that it's not even true that um, kebab or, I don't know, like we call it dinner in Germany, that um, uh, people in Turkey, they don't really eat it a lot, no? No, we eat it a lot. But 
Kebab is the name of a cuisine. It's not it's not just a food ah. that you can buy in Germany. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the thing you are eating in Germany is called döner. Exactly, döner, döner yeah. Yes, uh, we have more than maybe 50 types of different kebabs. Ah. Almost every every city has a different type of kebab in Turkey. Really? The one in the European countries called döner kebab. Mm-hmm. which is a street food in Turkey. We consume it a lot, a real lot. Like I eat it maybe three or three times in a week. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's super fast and quite cheap. Not, cheap, not yeah. so cheap, but quite cheap. So, yeah, it's a really practical food that we can have. But, of course, we are not cooking kebabs in our house yeah it's something that we are eating in the restaurants or ordering in our home okay so, because i really thought it's just a stereotype and it's not true yeah okay because we have the home foods which is much more than kebab like you really need the real turkish cuisine which our mom's cooking in the houses. Okay, okay. You know the fun thing, when I go back to Germany, always on vacation, people ask me, like people from Italy, so what did you eat when you went home to Germany? And I'm like, I ate kebab and donut. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this isn't German food. No, it isn't. <laughs> but that's really I don't know I tried it many times here in Italy they are good they are not bad but they are better in Germany <laughs> yeah I really I heard that the kebab in Germany is really good I never tried it but it's pretty different than in the Turkey because you are using chicken mm-hmm. mix, uh, meat that mixture of chicken and turkey yeah But in our country, we are using beef for doner kebab. Ah, okay. And it's really much more delicious. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I have to go anyway to Turkey. Like, it's been on my list, but I really never made it because, I mean, you started before saying it, the political situation, it's... It's kind of tricky right now, so I'm always wondering, like, ah, well... Let's just go there, or if it's maybe not the best time to go, I don't know. You can't come because there is nothing can disturb you in Turkey. I'm a citizen of Turkey, so <laughs> things can disturb me. But you are a tourist, so you can just enjoy the foods and the other stuff, sightseeing, the aging cost, and then you can go back to your country. So <laughs> it's okay for you. But if you are living in Turkey, yeah, you have some problems. But what is the most disturbing thing for you at the moment? Yeah. Where to start? (laughs) Clearly, our president is the worst thing that we Mm -hmm. are having now. So the situation right now, like, I don't know, how would you describe it? Uh, It's really hard to describe it briefly because... It's a really deep topic, mm-hmm. like why he is the president, who is electing him, who is giving votes to him, why they are giving the vote. So it's a more sociological problem in Turkey. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I try to summarize it, <clears throat> so he has the power, the every power you can imagine. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He can't create a new love just with his words, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, our parliamentary lost his power because he changed the constitution in 2017. And he became the, the new president of Turkey. So he has the, all the power of the country. He's controlling it. But, of course, the if your country is controlled by only one people and only one person, you are having lots of problems because he is not eligible to control everything. Like, he's controlling economy, uh, education, agriculture, production, Okay, I say everything. He's controlling everything, so mm-hmm. it occurs really big problems in country. But uh, now economy is collapsing in Turkey. Uh, like I can give you an example. When I was in Italy, uh, one euro was equals equals to three point five Turkish liras. Mm-hmm. Now uh, one euro is equals to ten point five Turkish liras. Oh, wow! Okay. Just in two years, just in two years, yeah. uh, Turkish lira really lost its value. So people are is are suffering about that. Yeah, the unemployment rates are really going high. So I want to believe that in the next election he is gonna lose. Mm-hmm. But uh, every time when we are having an election, I'm saying this. Yeah, ah, yeah, he is gonna lose this time. But every time he's he won. So a never-ending story. Yeah, it's been like 18 years. That's I grew crazy, up with no? That's crazy. Yeah, but uh, I think the Turkish people is not used to democracy. It's something really new for us. Like in two th- in 1923, uh, we changed our system in the republic and the democracy. Before of that, Turkey Turkey people were, was controlled by autocratic mm-hmm. kingdoms. Maybe more than 1,500 years. <laughs> wow. We are trying to learn democracy just for 80 or 90 years. Yeah. Something really new for all of the Turkic countries, by the way, not only Turkey. Like when you look at Azerbaijan, mm-hmm. Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan, all of their president ruling their country more than 15 years. So I, I'm thinking that Turkic peoples trying to learn democracy, what democracy is and how it works but it takes a time so yeah that's the situation we are trying to learn what democracy is so we have we have really lots of things to do that's crazy, that's really crazy but I mean now you say I mean I can remember correct me if I'm wrong, when we finished the master um, you had to go back to Turkey to, to be part of the the army there, no? Yeah, I did it. So this is also something that is like obligatory in in Turkey that all the Turks have to do that, the men? Yeah, all the Turkish men after their uh, 18th year, they need to go to army. But if you are studying, they are letting you to study. And when you finish your education, you need to go. Mm. But at that year, they they brought a new system just for one time that you can pay a, an amount of money 
and serve just for one month. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you need to go for six months if you are educated, if you are graduated from an university. If you are not graduated from an university, you need to do your service for one year. Oh, okay. But uh, I use my that opportunity, and I paid I paid an amount of money. And I served for one month. But okay. Yeah, it was really fantastic one month. It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Because mm-hmm. I faced with the truth of Turkey. Because mm-hmm. at that place, the people are coming all around from the Turkey, from the southern part, from the western part, all around. So, yeah, I'm from the western part of Turkey and the western in the western part of Turkey yeah it's pretty fine it's modernized people are more open minded yeah it's pretty okay but in the eastern side which i never been mm-hmm. things are pretty different like it's really underdeveloped people are really close minded and uneducated okay so before i went to military i was thinking all of turkey yeah, i i heard that the eastern part is underdeveloped, but I've never been there. Mm-hmm. But when I went to a military, I really saw that the people in the eastern side of Turkey is really, really un- uneducated. So, yeah, it was a little bit challenging for me. But now I'm saying that uh, it's a really nice decision to go to military because yeah, it was a nice experience. It's, it was a really different different experience. Well, I'm sure if you go there, you will change your mindset a lot, no? You learn a lot there. Yeah, like uh, I put my brain into an airplane mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think how much. I just did what they are saying to me. Yeah. I just obeyed the rules and that's all. So that means even because um, if you would have decided, no, I would like to stay longer in in Italy, I would like to work there, even then it would be still necessary for you to go back and um, to do it, even that you're not living in the country anymore. I could uh, stay in Italy a little bit while, but the thing that I, I will say to you, the paid service was just for once. Ah, yeah, yeah, so, so it was a perfect opportunity. Yeah, well, like, I was wondering to move to Florence. True, exactly, uh, I remember. Yeah, in the reality, I opened my eyes in the military buildings. <laughs> but then, I mean, you, I, I remember your plan was to go to Florence to do some graphic design there. So after this month, for you, it was like, no, um, honestly, I want to stay in Turkey. Um, or you still think sometimes, oh, I should have gone to, to Florence. Uh, after I finished my military service, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. To go back to Europe, not only in Italy. I was thinking about also the Scandinavian countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then my age was 26. So I decided to start to work because my age is going up every year. <laughs> so I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to study one more year and I want to start a new job. So I changed my mind to move to Europe. Uh, then I started to work as a freelancer for a year. 
then yeah now I have a new job yeah but so just one thing to understand because um I know for me it's way easier to be here because um like from Germany to Italy it's kind of kind of easy but how is it for you um with like visa and all that stuff so would it be possible for you just to say oh you know what I want to I want to work in Stockholm I find a job there I move there it's something super complicated or doable it's really complicated because Turkey is not a Euro European Union exactly. country so if a company wants to hire a Turkish employer, they need to pay extra taxes for it. Mm. So companies are not want to pay that taxes, extra taxes. So mm -hmm. they prefer the European employers. Okay. But now, I mean, of yeah. course, you just started the new job. So you're not going to move in the in the next month but it's still something in your mind that you say oh maybe i can imagine um to move again somewhere abroad or you're like no honestly turkey is my country i want to stay there no i'm not like really uh how can i say i can move for maybe a few more years in europe but in a point Probably I will be back in Turkey because mm -hmm. I'm thinking that my country needs me more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I want to be a part of that development in, con in my country because my country really needs it. So if I have any, how can I say, anything to do for it, yeah, I want to do. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe a few more years few more years of experience in Europe can be really fine for me. Yeah. But also in Turkey, because you said, okay, then you want to be in Turkey, you want to support the country. But one thing, if I think about like Turkish families, um, like also the families, I think I can compare it a bit with um, how it is in Italy, no? Like the family means everything, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, really... You also have that. You also have that. Mm -hmm. But... How can I say that? It separates into two because our society separates into two groups. One of them is that we call secular society mm -hmm. and the other one is conservative. Mm -hmm. So the secular ones are okay with sending their children to a foreign country, but the conservative ones, of course, they want their children near them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, my family is okay with it. They are saying, yeah, if you want to go, you can go. But I don't know what's happening in the other part of the society. Yeah, yeah but that's always, that's always the problem. Like, There are always the two sides, no? Yeah, the problem in Turkey, the, the difference between these two so societies is really sharp. So I really don't know what they are doing, what they are thinking, thinking what are their problems, mm -hmm. and why they are voting for Erdogan, yeah. because we can't communicate with them. That's the problem in Turkey, if we need to summarize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the how is... Polarization in the society. Yeah, but how is it right now? I mean... I know, like, the political situation and everything, but if we speak about, let's say, even things like women rights, rights, did this change during the last years, or you think also in this 
point Turkey needs to do way more? Like, if we are going to talk about women rights, yeah, first of all, you should ask this to a Turkish woman. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I of know. Course, of course, I, I, I can't know what they are having or what they are, their problems. But um, unlike other Islamic countries, we gave the women rights in 1926. So the women in Turkey can be elected or they can they can vote. Like we, they have equal rights as men. Mm-hmm. But of course, uh, in the practice, they are having some problems in maybe finding jobs. Uh, in Turkey, uh, the company owners think that if they're going to employ a woman, probably he's going to leave the job because probably he's going to be a mom. So uh, okay. they prefer men instead of women. So yeah, of course, in Turkey, we are having a woman rights issues like that. Mm-hmm. But in a constitutional side, we then equals rights with men. Okay. But uh, I suggest you to ask it to a Turkish woman. Yeah, no, this for sure, yeah. By the way, I hate that men are talking for women. Yeah. Women should talk about women. Okay, I'm stepping here the um, uh, podcast edit with Merk because, as you said already, it's important to hear also the opinion um, of a woman tur- living in Turkey. So um, I contacted my friend Etta. We um, studied together and she lives in Istanbul. So here's what she thinks about women's rights in Turkey. Hey, my name is Ece and I live in Istanbul in Turkey. Uh, if we talk about gender equality, men and women are equal on paper. But actually we are not. Always men have the head positions. And I'm thinking of, is this a coincidence or discrimination? Another thing is, as you know, Turkey is a Muslim country. And in my opinion, we can't be equal because of our religion. Probably, or maybe, as I think in like that. Um, for example, uh, for Muslim, it's allowed to have four wives legally. But uh, I'm thinking of, can I have a four husbands? Of course not. <laughs> um, actually, this idea is coming from wars. Uh, the men were dying at the war and the women were staying alone. So they found this solution to have four wives. Like, it's the best solution. <laughs> of course, in Turkey, I never see a man for four wives. Like, maybe I didn't see that. But um, it's happening in Saudi Arabia, mostly. Um, but I think even this, um, giving courage to men that they have right and that they are stronger, they are thinking in like that. Um, and for me, as a woman in Turkey, what is bothering me? Um, we have a lot of women violence when we compare the statistics. 
Um, Turkey is the one of the most high-rate country that have violence against women, and it's so sad. And a lot of women are dying just because of they want to break up with their husbands or because of any jealousy. And um, for example, for me, I'm afraid of walking alone at nights. I'm afraid of to take the metro at nights. I'm afraid of wearing skirts at the most of area in Turkey. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm naked. I'm just wearing a skirt. So just they are seeing my legs and because of my legs, they are staring at me. They are saying some words or they are following me. And I was thinking that I'm living in a safe area, is the most safe area in Istanbul. But um, like a few years ago, um, next of my street, a girl got raped um, because she was alone at night and she was walking around her neighborhood. She was go going through her home. And she was like pretty close to her home. And um, these things are happening. These things are happened. And um, the worst thing is um, when these guys who rape or who follow the stalker guys, when they go to the court, they are saying but the girl was wearing a skirt it made me to do this i'm always super curious to to hear those stuff because for me it's 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 super interesting to hear that because it's a whole other world for me you know yeah like uh, maybe you heard about the atatürk no Uh, he is the guy who created the Republic. He did the Turkish Revolution in 1923. Mm -hmm. So he, how can I say, he finished the Ottoman Empire mm -hmm. and then created a new Republic and then did uh, lots of reforms. Mm -hmm. So one of that reforms was the women's rights. Mm -hmm. So in 1924 or 25. Uh, he gave the woman rights to the woman. Mm -hmm. So as an Islamic country, uh, we did it a really, really long time ago. Mm -hmm. True. Uh, that's why the, if you come to Turkey, you're gonna see the images of Ataturk everywhere because we are ah. loving him a lot because mm -hmm. we are thinking that If he didn't do this, we were be something like Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the Ottoman Empire was an empire was an Islamic empire for 700 years, but he came and changed it, changed everything just in 10 years. Mm -hmm. A new republic, a democracy, women's rights, new economy, independence, new alphabet, everything. He changed everything in the country. So that he's something huge for us. Okay, no, it makes so, sense. So uh, 
I suggest you and our listeners to, if they want to learn more about Turkey, uh, they can search about Atatürk. Okay, no, for sure. You know what I did to learn more about Turkey? I know it's like super like touristic thing, but I, I wanted, like, you know, I've never been. I've never been to Turkey. So before I just went to YouTube and I was putting inside Turkey. And I was watching like like the first um, video and of course it was like traveling around. But honestly, it's like crazy because even Honest, if I think about Turkey, I always think about Istanbul. I know all those places, like um, where all my my friends, when they were small, went for holidays on the beach, you know. But I had no idea. Yeah. But even like from a nature point of view, it looks it looks amazing. And what's the name of that balloon city? Cappadocia. Yeah, it looks amazing. You've been there. Yeah, I was there two weeks ago. No! <laughs> yeah, that's really nice, by the way. You need to see it. If you're going to come to Turkey, I can take you there. It looks amazing. It's breathtaking. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, it's really I, how can I say? It's a magical city. Yeah, I can imagine. But even like if you think... Uh, like if we talk about Istanbul, would you say that th this city is um, super different to the rest of the country or it represents the country very well? Yeah, I think it represents really well because it's the mixture of the Turkey. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe from every city of the Turkey people wants to move to Istanbul because it's huge. It's, it has 20 million population. Crazy, no? Which equals, yeah, which equals the, like, 25% of the whole population. Yeah. So I think, like, yeah, the, just one country holds the 40% of the whole economy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's Istanbul is really important city for Turkey. But... Uh, I really don't like to live there. I studied at Istanbul mm -hmm. for that. Well, I lived there like six years and it's really overwhelming. It's so crowded. People are really rude. Really? Like, yeah. Because uh, people are moving to Istanbul with hope of finding a new job. Yeah. And then mostly they can't find Mm -hmm. And because of that, they can't have a really nice uh, life standards. Mm -hmm. So they can't improve themselves and they stay uneducated. Okay. So the people who are uneducated, it's a really big problem in Turkey. Believe me, it's a really mm -hmm. big problem. So But yeah, Istanbul really refers to Turkey. You can find everything you want. Like, uh, I've been in Milan, I've been in Switzerland, Amsterdam, which are really uh, energetic cities of mm -hmm. Europe, but none of them is like Istanbul. Like, at 5 a.m., you can find uh, another bar which you can like and have another drinks. Life yeah. never stops in Istanbul. Never stops. Oh, really? So, At that side, I really like being in Istanbul because mm -hmm. you can find anything suitable for you. But to if I want to live there, 
No, I don't think so. No, better not. No, but I'm super, super curious to go there to see it for a weekend, honestly. But if you say, like, okay, if you go there, you think, like, they are super, super rude. Let's say in general, I know it's, like, not easy to, uh, like, give, like, the typical stereotype Turkish person. But how would you describe <laughs> this kind of person? Uh, first of all, most of Europeans know Turkish people with uh, the kebab man's in Europe, right? <laughs> True. Yeah, let me explain that situation to you. In 1950s, Turkey and the European countries signed a new agreement, which is called Workforce Agreement. Mm -hmm. After Second World War, uh, European countries need to have manpower because they lost, they lost their manpower in the war. Mm -hmm. So with this Uh, workforce agreement we sent people to Europe to be to work as a workers in the factories in Europe mm -hmm. and of course we chose the most uneducated ones in the yeah. rural, rural areas in Anatolia we didn't send the mo our educated people to Europe mm -hmm. so yeah they when we think that the most of them was didn't know how to read or write. Okay. Yeah, really uneducated people. So, of course, their integration with uh, European community was a little bit hard. Mm -hmm. And we can't say that they are fully integrated into European communities even now. Yeah. So, that people, yeah, I... I believe that stereotype is a little bit true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are rude. They are really close-minded. But not all of the Turkish people is like them. I can say maybe 20 or 30% of Turkey, yeah, it fits that third stereotype. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it, they are really cute people. <laughs> I, li I like Turkish people, <laughs> but I also don't like the people who are Turkish people who are in who migrated to Europe mm -hmm. in 1950s, uh, yeah. So that stereotype a little bit true, mm -hmm. but the rest of the country is full with modern people. Yeah. So, but in the next years, you will see that type of people in the Europe real, real a lot, because now the most well educated people is moving to Europe from Turkey because mm -hmm. they don't want to leave Turkey anymore. I would be also um, curious to know something about the different ethnic groups in Turkey. Um, I don't know, how are they separated, um, etc. If, if I try to separate the society, like we are separating it into four groups. The one group is Islamic part of Turkish people which is equals to 30%, and like Erdogan is having 34% of votes. So that uh, group is are the ones that you are seeing in Germany. Mm -hmm. And there is the secular group, which I belong to, uh, is like 25 or 28% of the population, 
and there is 10% of Kurds and 15% of nationals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that 30% of Islamic group in Turkey is can be a little bit disturbing because they are real close-minded because mm-hmm. of the Islamic effect on them. But the rest of the population is more open-minded, I can say. Well, it's interesting to hear this because I think there's always the big problem, like we all know stereotypes. We know stereotypes for every country, for every nationality. But of course, I mean, who's doing like research, who's like taking time to understand a country, to understand people? Not many people do that. So it's really interesting to hear that. But yeah, people are judging Turkish people with the stereotypes that they are seeing in the European countries. But most of them, when they come to Turkey, they say that, wow, we were not expecting this. Yeah, I can imagine, Because, honestly. Yeah, mo- most of them say, yeah, it's just like Europe, why people are thinking like that. But yeah, I also uh, I also think that some of the <laughs> Turkish people can be really rude. Yeah, but this is you, you find them everywhere. No, in every country you have those people who are super rude and very yeah, nice people. Course. I think this is really a thing. You must be lucky yeah, to meet sure. the right person or not. Honestly. Yeah, sure. So now we had a lot of negative stuff. Now you need to tell me what you love the most about your country. The most? Yeah. Uh, the most thing that I love about my country can be sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like, we are having really bad situations all the time in the last 15 years. But every time we are having a bad situation, people really, really good at mocking about it. Okay. I really laugh a lot. So, yeah, I really like the Turkish sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I really like the food. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh Yeah, food is really good. And also, I really like the aging coast, the sea and the, mm-hmm. the beach. The weather in Turkey, we are having fully poor season. So, yeah, I there's lots of things that I really like about my country. But, yeah, there's also lots of things that I really don't like about my country. Yeah, I can imagine. One last thing I would like to know from you. Um, I want to learn uh, like a phrase or a word in Turkish. So, for example, um, if I want to say thank you, see you soon. Teşekkür ederim. Görüşmek üzere. No, I can't say that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start with thank you. It's teşekkür ederim. Teşekkür ederim. Yeah. It's super And long. Yeah, and just continue with see you. It's called görüşmek üzere. Görüşmek üzere. Yeah. <laughs> Turkish is a really hard language, by the way. I was yeah. complaining about, oh, it's so hard to learn Italian, but no. <laughs> no. Also, that's the reason that why Turkish people can't speak English, because our language is really different from the Latin ones. So it's really hard to get used to another structure of a, a language. So, yeah, I'm really sorry about my English. It's really no, bad. It's not. It's not, my, it's not my fault. 
No, but one no, thing I language. one thing I'm just wondering because I can't remember when you lived in Milan, did you um, do an Italian course or did you speak Italian? I was trying to speak Italian uh, with Italian people, mm -hmm. but after I came back to Turkey, I had some course in Italian. Oh, really? So it helped me. Yeah, it helped me a little bit, but it's been like one year. So, so now you forgot everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> Unfortunately. Great. One year of Italian deleted. Totally. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to learn Italian, you really, you really need to do practice. Yeah, no, for sure. With every yeah. language now. That's the thing. But now I understand the thing that your language is really a whole another level. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Nothing to add. No. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Katie. Thank you. Bye. Bye.